Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here, hoping to encourage you to be in God's Word, reading it, meditating on it, studying it. One of the things that I have found through almost four decades of ministry and four decades of reading God's Word myself is that many of us men struggle in reading God's Word because we struggle in reading. And so to encourage you to be reading it and just to keep reading it and maybe not start with the most difficult parts of the Bible. So reading the Gospel of Mark or reading Colossians and Ephesians and reading it over and over and over again is a good idea, right? So we're in Deuteronomy 13, and this is a really interesting passage as Moses is now transitioning. Um, from one aspect to another aspect. So let's just dive in. And I don't know that I'm going to have time really to deal with what must really be dealt with here. But let's try. All right, so Deuteronomy chapter 13. I'm actually going to read here from the new King James. Let's see how that goes. If there arises among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and he gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign of the wonder comes to pass, of which he spoke to you, saying, Let us go after other gods, which you have not known, and let us serve them, and shall not listen. You shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul. You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. You shall serve him and hold fast to him. But that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has spoken in order to turn you away from the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of bondage to entice you from the way in which the Lord your God commanded you to walk. So you shall put away the evil from your midst. If your brother, the son of your mother, your son or your daughter, the wife of your brother or your friend, who is as your own son, secretly entices you, saying, Let us go and serve other gods, which you have not known, neither you nor your fathers, of the gods of the people which are all around you, near to you, or far off from you, from one end of the earth to the other end of the earth. You shall not consent to him or listen to him, nor shall your eye pity him, nor shall you spare him or conceal him, but you shall surely kill him. Your hand shall be the first against him to put him to death, and afterward the hand of all the people. And you shall stone him with stones until he dies, because he sought to entice you away from the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. So all Israel shall hear and fear and not again do such wickedness as this among you. And we'll stop there. So, one that you might catch on real quick here is, oh, God test us? Well, yes. Our faith is a gift from God, and then he instructs us to strengthen our faith. And one way we know we're strengthening that faith is that in how God tests us. 
And he'll never test us beyond our means to handle it. But it is interesting here that it is clear that God says that he tests us. But one of the things here is to understand the purposes of the law. And so for, for those of us who are born again and walking with the Lord or trying to walk with the Lord, then we need to understand these. So the, one of the first, the first of three is that God's word is like a mirror reflecting, reflecting to us the, the righteousness of God and our own sinfulness and shortcomings. So in the light of God's holiness, we see um, our, our weaknesses, if you will, our sins. And the closer you get to the Lord, the more you grow in the Lord, the closer you get to that mirror. So things you didn't even know were sin in your life a year ago or a decade ago, you start to see them more clearly as you get closer to the Lord. Um, so the, the law is meant to give us knowledge of sin, um, and then it, it shows us where we have it, but it also shows us where um, where we're, we're forgiven of that, right? Another s- function or a second function is how we use it in our civil, our government, our culture, whatever you want to call it nowadays. Um, and so here in this passage we just read, it's talking about corporal punishment, right? If these people are going to try and intentionally draw you away from God, well, you should kill them. And it's, is it saying you should make them dead to you or is it telling you to actually put them on trial and, and then you be the first one to throw the stone or strike them to kill them? Um, there's a lot of other passages to read and to really grasp the full aspect of it. But there is the the personal aspect of God's law shows us our faults. There is the civil aspect of it, and it sets up boundaries and it sets up proper responses as a civilization to sin or to wrongdoings. Um, and then the third one is a guide for those who are born again, for all of us that are born again, doing what what are the good works of God that we should be doing. And so it tells us how to please our Heavenly Father. And we are to be obedient and we are to teach those who are responding to our teaching everything. So even in Matthew 28, where Jesus tells his disciples, that to teach them all that I'm teaching you. So there's an ongoing aspect of pleasing God by continuing to learn all that I'm teaching you and to pass that on to those who are responding to your teaching. So for us parents, it's passing it on to our children. For us grandparents, passing it on to our grandchildren. And for those of us who preach the gospel, those who respond to our teaching, that we teach them all that Christ is teaching us. So three aspects to God's law, and we see a a part of it that's very hard sometimes for us to swallow right here in Deuteronomy chapter 13. Um, But the personal aspect, the mirror, if you will, the civil aspect, the setting up the boundaries and how a 
culture should or civilization should respond to sin? And then finally, how do we please our Heavenly Father? So those are three main things. And then we're going to get a lot of that here in Deuteronomy. We already have. So I hope that blesses you. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.